welcome to the Choka Brahma 2007 podcast series. This is a cultural jam of UK and Brazilian art and music. I'm Diplo and I have the pleasure of hosting six stories about an exchange of contemporary alternative culture between Sao Paulo and in the UK, London, Liverpool and Glasgow. Over the series, we'll hear how a group of artists, including Griff Reese, Creepy crawly, creeping up to the sun. Quartet. King Creosote. We drink, we fall upstairs and dress. This is Radio, Radio Clit Clit. And Amanda Blank. Hey, y'all. Ben West Beach and Optimo gone on working with some of the hypest acts in Brazil, like Tony Dagatora. Open Field Church. Amilo Frois, Ange de Rolé, Tite Lima, and Ashmutans. To start things off, we're going to feature Optimo's Twitch and Tropicalia legends Osputanches, who've collaborated online and in London. We'll speak to many different musicians to measure just how much of an influence Osputantes had on them, and find out who embodies the spirit of Tropicalia today. Here's an extract from Osputantes and Optimo's collaboration, recorded live at the Old Fruit Market in Glasgow in July as part of the Choco Brahma 2007 concert series. That was Osputantes collaborating with Twitch from Optimo, recorded live at the Troco Brahma events in London, Liverpool, and Glasgow in July 2007. I'm JD Twitch from Optimo in Glasgow. I have the pleasure of being involved in Troco Brahma 2007. Troco Brahma is the story of what happened when Sao Paulo met the UK. Sao Paulo is one of the most exciting cities in the world. As Optimo, my partner JJ Wilkes and I have been to DJ there several times. We love its vitality, excitement, energy and people. Like Glasgow, Liverpool and London, the UK cities where Trocobrama took place, Sao Paulo has a rich musical heritage. One of the most important bands from out of Sao Paulo, and indeed Brazil, is Os Mutantes. As part of Trocobrama 2007, I collaborated with Osmutantes. 
we've just heard some of the results of that musical collaboration. We'll hear more later. Osmotantes were formed in 1966 by Sergio Diaz and his brother Arnaldo Baptista with singer Rita Lee. The band is one of the key examples of the Tropicalia musical movement, which combines psychedelic rock and politics. They reformed last year in 2006 and played live for the first time since 1978 at the Tropicalia exhibition at London's Barbican Art Centre. In this programme we'll hear more music from Osmotantes, talk to some of the musicians that heard them play during our recent UK gigs and consider their influence. Before all that, in a busy bar in North London, after our rehearsal, I spoke to Sergio about the significance of Osmotantes and the Tropicalia movement. You're listening to the Chocobrama Podcasts. We knew that what we were doing was extremely uh, special and strong in Brazil. We were basically fighting a a coup d'etat. We were fighting, uh, you know, a bunch of repression and a bunch of of, uh, very evil things that that was was happening there. And uh, we were kids and we had that indestructibility uh, sense, which was very good for us because we didn't fear and uh, so that was I think uh, a very positive thing so we could uh, feel free enough to challenge the suckers (laughs) that's something I've always wondered if at the time if you felt any danger or at risk for sure Sure, we were. Uh, many times we were, were uh, we had to kind of stop the show in the middle because they were going to storm the place, you know, like the DOPS, the special f- uh, forces police from the army. And then my father was arrested. You know, back, back in the 60s and in Britain, music was seen as revolutionary. But you weren't really risking life making this music. You weren't really changing society in any fundamental way. Whereas what you guys well, were doing, yeah. kind of was. Everybody was same basically same. doing the same stuff. You know, that this thing was happening all over the world. The thing is that we didn't have the connections. And uh, for, for for example, we from the flower power, we got only only the flower, not the cannons, in, in the, from the states. You know, and here we got the the stuff from the Beatles and and. Uh, we didn't got the the war and all this. You guys went through hell, and uh, but in Brazil, you know, it was always kind of a kaleidoscope of of information, and that was great because we could have this thread of of like a like a kilt or, or how you call that? Uh, no, uh, this thing that you you weave. Yeah, kilt. Yeah, kilt. Yeah, with you know with different patches and different cultures and that influenced yeah Yeah. that influenced a lot uh, us in a very freer way because we had no no connection I mean no no how can I say no ties Mm -hmm. to the original ideas of the movements and everything like that Mm -hmm. which was purer for us was basically just the feeling just the music just a thing but this happened all over the 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 movement you know there was all the 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 guys in cinema the guys in in theater and there was Maria Stere Stockler there was Joan Gripino uh, what's his name o cara do 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 teatro cine 
Zé Celso, which was great. And, you know, there, there was a huge movement, guys in fo fo photography, and was, oh, everybody was experimenting. And that was great. It was lovely. And every day was something new. It was very good. So we've just done one, one song. And what I did was I created a backing track entirely using samples from Osmo Tanti's records. But most of them are like very heavily processed and maybe not recognizable. But it was kind of the concept I had that everything I used is taken from, from one of Sergio's records. It was, it was quite interesting because we started it a little bit chaotic, but um, yeah, it worked out We love well. chaos. It worked out, yeah, it was yeah. good chaos and it worked out very well. Yeah. Okay. Someone uh, described uh, Sao Paulo and, and Brazil uh, to me as uh, beautiful chaos. Yes. So you think is. you brought a little bit of that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we are chaotic enough. <laughs> I actually had a girlfriend that told me, first of all, about Osmo Tanti. Always the girls, huh? <laughs> and she just told me, she didn't actually have any of the music, but she'd heard it when she grew up in the States. And she just told me, you will love this band. But she told me like the whole background about the Tropicalia movement, and I've always had like, a, a really deep interest in revolutionary politics and politics in general. So the whole thing, just like without having ever having heard it, it just really, really excited me. I went to New York on holiday, and I found their third album on CD. And I came back from New York and I had like really bad jet lag and I couldn't sleep. And I put this CD on and the CD was stuck on repeat so it would just keep playing. Yeah. And I must have listened to it for like 14 hours. Uh -huh. Solely. And it just it completely blew my mind. It was just like this music I'd always been looking for but didn't really know existed. And within maybe two months I'd managed to find every record that they ever made. Wow, that's amazing. I became completely obsessed. And then got like a ton of Velocity, Tom Zay and Gal Costa, and just found all the records from that movement that I possibly could. Also, Tansy's lineup has changed many times over the years. When they reformed in 2006, they invited a group of younger musicians to join them in the band. We spoke to these new additions about how it feels to play with Osmotantes. I'm Fabio and I'm the backing vocal. I am Simone Soul, the percussionist. Ah, I'm Enrique, I'm the keyboard player and I also play flute, making some backing vocals too. When we are playing on stage, when we get into the really music, the, the, the sound, the soul of the music, it's like no one is no one. It's like we are all one and that is Montantis. I call it an entidade, you know, in Portuguese, I don't know in English. Entity. Entity. Mm. So when we get together really, uh, we feel the, the power of Mutantes is kind of entity, it's not us, it's not we me. Are influences of our influences. So when we got together with the guys, we were just crazy. <laughs> like, wow, let's jam, let's play, let's do this music. Every, every show is different. Yeah, every, every show is show. different. Yeah. It's live. Yeah. Different yeah. energy. Live music, live music, it's like, it, it, it breathes, you know. 
I got an email with, from Kuru that he worked with Aloysio in Minas Gerais, in Belo Horizonte. Kuru! And he met I me. Him. Yeah, you know him. He's nice. And he met me in other bands. You know, I was playing percussion in a lot of bands, Fancomulegusta, Chico César. And then I was invited to come, to come to the band. And I said, what? Osmo Tente is back. I said, my God. So I came back to Brazil and I was there with the guys. I went to the first rehearsal and there was no light in the house. Hello. The first rehearsal. So we, we rehearsed by, with the candles light, you know, the first rehearsal. For me it was a meeting, you know, it was fantastic. This is the Chocobrama Podcast 2007, featuring Oz Mutantes and Twitch from Optimo. Oz Mutantes' influence is evident in live music and club culture. At my club Optimo, which has been running at the Sub Club in Glasgow for the past 10 years, I've played Tropicalia tracks in amongst rock and electronic music. Another UK club also running for 10 years, influenced by the band, is Bad Macumba. Itself named after Nosmo Tanti's track. Run by DJ Cliffy from Future World Fun. He spoke to him on the phone while he was in tour in Brazil and asked him why he felt they were still relevant. It's probably quite a complex thing actually why Nosmo Tanti's are, are so relevant still because when you think about Propacali and the movement, it was quite a quick thing, it was quite, you know, flash in the pan, not because the music wasn't good or anything, but because, you know, you're in the height of a dictatorship, you know, it was, that kind of music was pushing the boundaries back then. They were so controversial. And I think, you know, then they, of course, they disappeared, practically, you know, they made a few more albums, but, you know, and to a large degree, they, they disappeared off the radar for 30 years. And so I think over that time, you know, this kind of folk law built up around them and the stories and everything and Rita Lee you know is you know, such a character although she, she's not in the band at the moment but still there's this she also contributed to the folklore and the history and everything you know what I think what happened to some degree was that people in the states and Europe started particularly in the states there was a big wave of interest in the mutantes maybe five six seven years ago and their albums were going crazy people were paying big money for them you know and suddenly people clicked in Brazil, you know, young people perhaps were going around flea markets looking for records with this hear these stories that the records are getting for a lot of money in the States and I guess that sparked an interest and you know, slowly this new generation became aware of this music and of course once they did they realised that it was still relevant, you know, to them. Band are appreciated here in the UK as well as in the US and Brazil, as we found out in Liverpool. Osmotanti's name translates as The Mutants. Sergio told me that he named them that because when he heard the Beatles' legendary album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, for the first time, his brain mutated. Here's Sergio on The Beatles and him. A beautiful thing about the band is that it mirrors uh, feelings that people normally cannot understand. For instance, like The Beatles and myself. There was a lot that I, that I learned about myself listening to the Beatles. I think that uh, I need that uh, mirror to be able to see myself and understand myself. Osmotantes are often referred to as the Brazilian Beatles. When we played live in Liverpool, some of the city's local heroes were in the audience. 
We spoke to Lady Tron, Echo the Bunny Men and the Zootons about what they thought of the band playing in their hometown. First up, Lady Tron compared the Tropicalia Pioneers to Liverpool's most famous band. Yeah, you can, you can recognise in the melodies. I mean, it's... Um, I, think, I think it's fantastic that... Um, obviously, they've, got so, they've done so much. Um, it must be really difficult for them just to choose what songs to play, just to play in one gig. I mean... I mean, we've done we've done three albums. It's, dif- it's difficult enough for us, <laughs> for them, you know. It's, yeah, it's great. Hello, my name's Dave McCabe, and I'm in the Zootons, and you're listening to the Soccer Brahma singing the jig with us mutantes. Well, us mutantes, if like they're like him, they're the only band in the '60s who did the Beatles and just tried to be like that, but instead of being like that. With a bit more of their own thing without trying. Like Pink Floyd, they're trying to be like the Grateful Dead. You know what I mean? They thought they were trying to be like American, but really they were dead English. Whereas Oswald Sanchez are really Brazilian. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know. I mean, I just think it's it's great that they've come to Liverpool. Hi, this is Will Sargent from Echo and the Bunny Men, and this is Chocobrama Podcast. You know, like the tune, so it starts off. It'll be some sort of weird. Like kind of brass kind of thing, and then it'll drift into some weird like folk mandrigal weirdness, and then off into a big fuzz fest. It's kind of um, I don't know to put them songs together. They're like geniuses, really. You know, beyond my comprehension. My name's Daniel from a band called Ladytron, and um, I'm here to see basically everything, uh, mostly Austin Santas. Uh, but also Bonchi Lolay as well. Um, it's weird. It's a bit weird for Brazil to suddenly come to Liverpool. It's, it feels quite surreal. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I'm just made up that they're playing in the warehouse in Liverpool. I think that's quite nice. That's a nice thing to do, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? This is Diplo, and you're listening to the Chocobrama Podcast. Osmotanti's influence is profound. I've been into them since I first heard the third album on loop several years ago. In 1993, Kurt Cobain was such a big fan that he tried unsuccessfully to get them to reform. Support also comes from Beck with his tribute song Tropicalia from the album Mutations, and Talking Heads frontman David Byrne promoted Osmotantes by releasing a compilation of their work on his Luca Bob label. In the UK, Isle of White Band The Bees did the cover of the classic Aminha Menina. We caught up with him backstage at a recent gig and asked him how that cover came about. We just got David Byrne confirmation on that book. Awesome Tantas What's it called? And everything's possible. Everything's possible. And it's just a compilation of like their albums that David Byrne put together. Um, one of Paul's friends that lent it to you. No, we recommended it and we found it in a London shop. Oh yeah. There and we bought it and um, we listened to it and then it just so happened that the label said that albums are long enough we, we should do a cover and it was literally just press play on the CD player that's what we listened to at the time so it was yeah. a stroke of magic magic it took us like three days to record it didn't it yeah when we recorded it brilliant and it was the hit from <laughs> our first record our first album <laughs> Manina, 
prateada se escondeu E o sol dourado apareceu Antibel, a parte maior Amanheceu um lindo dia Cheirando alegria Pois eu sonhei Osmotanti's influence has been felt through many strains of popular culture. We've just heard an extract of the Bees cover of A Mina Menina, followed by a live recording of Osmotanti's original from the Trocobrama gig in Liverpool. Osmotanti's have lived the spirit of Tropicalius as they formed as teenagers in the 1960s. Having reformed in 2006, Aya Sergio of the movement was still alive. This thing happened so fast, you know, like in the beginning of Mutantis. Uh, when we, we said yes for the Barbican, like in 20 days we had a tour booked in America without even playing one note. We didn't have a manager, we didn't have a, a record company, we didn't have nothing. So we are the absurd of the musical market, again. And that's great to be, you know, and it's lovely to be able to see the wheels of, of fortune and the wheels of life turning and moving us again to somewhere. I have no idea yet why are we here. But, you know, I, I'm a guy that I, I watch the... I try to be aware of the, the movements of life and, and the hints that it gives you. So many times, many people try to put uh, mutants together, and, but for the wrong reasons. Now we came back, just as I always thought it would happen, you know, just with a phone call. And that was it. And now we're making music, and uh, I don't know for how long, I don't know why, but uh, definitely it's, gr it's great to see the music tra uh, transcend you, yeah. and this is a beautiful thing to see, and it's very humbling. It's, it's beautiful because you know that you don't own anything. You are not master of anything. 
you are just part of it. And it's beautiful now, it's the good thing now is that we are riding the wave, but we have the time to look around a bit, because at the time we were just riding the wave. And this is good now, because you know, we can meet this guy and, 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 you know, and have fun, and we are more aware. You know. It's great. We asked Sergio who he thought embodied the spirit of Tropicalia today. He referred to a youthful enthusiasm alive in contemporary Brazil. Brazil, it is tropical. It's a tropical country. You know, Brazil is a, it is a place of freedom. Even though it's so dramatically uh, smashed and, and kicked and around and all, all this, we are free, which is a beautiful thing to be. I would say that I see a lot of people uh, going off the mainstream of Rio and Sao Paulo axis of, of you know, being a star and all this crap and, and just wanting to play music and writing their music without the the formulas and things and this is really nice because you can see you can feel new feelings and you and this is really great you know from the you can see it from the, the Porto Alegre to to Mato Grosso to Goiás you know all this area Minas Gerais there's a bunch of other uh, of kids that are studying uh, 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 new stuff I think we're, we're in the beginning of something but of course Os Mutantes are Tropicalia pioneers along with other essential acts from the early days of the movement like Tom Zay Caetano Veloso and Gilberto Gil Cliffy from Bat Macumba has an opinion on how Tropicalia's relevance is evident in the Trocobrama gigs I think that for me that event uh, with Bon Jolé and, and Mutantes together on the same bill, I think that kind of summarised or you know brought home the sort of spirit of Toka Brahma because you know in a way you can sit around trying to define what Brazilian music is and normally you're going to fail because there's just so many possibilities and types of Brazilian music and the best way is just to get on with it and put together bands which in some respect can seem completely different you know that seem to have no do with each other, but actually there is a connection because in some way, as I say, Mutantes represents the kind of um, anarchic sort of questioning that was necessary in maybe the late 60s and, you know, Bonji Hole in a way represent what we need now, a kind of catharsis to express, you know, sort of uh, issues today. That's just about it for the first episode of the Trocobrama 2007 podcast. Before I hand back to Diplo, here's more music from my collaboration with Osmotantes.
banquet to pray. Finally, we'll play out with a live recording of Osmotanti's classic Panies or Senses, recorded live in Liverpool during this year's festival. This is Choco Brahma Podcast 2007. Episode 1 was presented by Twitch from Optimo and featured his collaboration with Os Mutantes. You can find out more about Optimo and Os Mutantes as well as all the artists involved in the exchanges in Choco Brahma at chocobrahma.net. You can also read them on the blogs post comments, and check out our Flickr, YouTube, and MySpace profiles. You can download sounds and images and just have a field day with our Chocobrahma internet media. I'll be back with the next episode soon where Giles Peterson will be hanging out with Ben Westbeach and Tita Lima and exploring the soulful side of Brazilian jazz. Thanks to Twitch, Sergio and all of the Osmutantes, everyone at Brahma, and all the production crew and everyone involved in Choco Brahma 2007. This series was produced by Inner Ear and Radio Magnetic for Brahma Beer. <laughs>